Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the podcast series. I am, of course, the podcast mogul, Phil Better. And today I am happy to have the host of Donversations herself, Don Wecker. Don, how are you doing today? I'm doing just awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Well, you're, of course, always welcome here on Invest in Yourself. Don, um, I have an intro for you. I'm going to read that before because we're doing something new, but I want you to introduce yourself to my audience. Tell them a little about yourself and your podcast. Okay. Well, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm a former hairstylist. And originally, my podcast was called Salon Versations. And I was talking about life behind the chair and customer service and the people we encounter and what they tell us and just the dirt that people want to know about doing hair. And then I retired, I hurt my elbow. And so Ooh. after 30 years, I was like time to find a new career because I still have to work. And um, so I felt kind of like, um, I don't know how to say it. I just, I thought it was time to rebrand my show because I wasn't standing behind the chair anymore. And I was kind of running out of people that were willing to be on. So um, I did not come up with the, either of the titles of my show. It was from a friend and they suggested Donversations. And I was like, duh, why didn't I think of that? So I just made it into a variety show. I just have a, people on that talk about things that interest me. It's very selfish because um, I have a wide variety of things that I like. And so that's just what I've been doing. And I love it. It's just been awesome. Awesome. I love that. And the wide variety is just the spice of life. Like if you don't have that wide variety of conversations, you never know what's going out there. And then one conversation can lead you to another place and you could be focused strictly on that. So I love that. And I was listening to a couple of your episodes and there's so much fun. It's such a free flowing conversation. I love it. Oh, thank you. And it's so funny you said variety is the spice of life because that's what it says in my um, about the description of my show. <laughs> so I'm like, that's perfect. That's what I said. I That's what I wanted it to be. But, you know, when it was really niche, I was looking out to see, you know, um, were there any other podcasts about hair? And there really weren't except for building your business. And so I thought, oh, I've got this great little niche where I can just talk about customer service and get people on. But then when I changed it, I was like, I felt like that opened everything up to me more that I could talk mm -hmm. to whoever I wanted. So I don't know which way is the best way to do it. You know, it's cool to have a niche, but it keeps you a little bit more contained. Yeah. I feel like. So I don't know. I've enjoyed both. But yeah, I know. See, I, I'm, I'm super niched. I'm talking specifically either with podcasters. So, yes, I'm varied in who I can talk to, but it's still on the podcast world. So I haven't ventured into everybody's having everybody on. So I'm, I'm interested in on that as well, being super niche versus being super broad. What's, what's the benefits, but obviously the conversations, the benefit. Yeah, for sure. And I was already used to talking all day long. You know, I was doing that behind the chair, like with 10 different people a day. So for me to have that taken away, by not doing hair, I was like, this fills such a void for me because then I can just connect and talk to all these people from all over the world. Like, it's crazy. I have gotten to meet so many cool people. And I just I'm so grateful for the whole podcasting format because I didn't go to school for journalism or broadcasting. And it feels like you kind of cheat a little bit. <laughs> you can get to do it. Give away our secrets. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, just get an app and you can make your own podcast. There you go. Anchor is changing the game and voice apps as well help as well. Um, so what made you decide to jump into podcasting to begin with? 
like obviously being a hairdresser your conversation skills are probably far superior than mine but what made you want to be a, a podcaster it was a suggestion from my son. Um, I have three kids and my oldest said, mom, you should do a podcast. And I was like, what would I even talk about? And he said, you literally talk all the time. You could talk about anything. And so that was, I started talking to my stylist friends. Honestly, I thought that like, if you were a fan of the office, I always wondered like somebody did, why did somebody didn't make a show about salon life? Because the cast of characters of people that you work with are crazy enough, but then you incorporate all of the clients that are always coming in. Anyway, I said, we should make a show about what we talk about in the break room. We should just have like a podcast about that. And then it went into just hair because a lot of my clients were kind of panicking. thinking I was going to be to airing their dirty laundry. I thought I can't do that. So we'll just keep it, you know, keep it cool. So people aren't worried about being talked about. So it just kind of turned into that. And it's just snowballed, I guess. I just loved it. It was just so fun. Yeah, I, I can hear the joy in your voice when you're talking about your show and just talking about the beginning of it. So I can only imagine and I can hear it when I'm listening to your show. So I can only imagine the joy you get when you get those new clients, that are uh, not new clients, new guests that are coming from all different parts. And you're like, oh, I've never talked to someone like this. Yes. And the accents. Oh, oh. that's probably one thing you missed when you were a hairstylist. You didn't get all those amazing accents. Right. So your why of starting this podcast was you just were forced into it by not forced into it, but suggested by your, your son. And then you're, you just took it and roll run ran with it. Yeah. Um, I just missed, I just missed people. I missed um, the dynamic of talking to different people all day long. And honestly, I did want to go to school for journalism. And the only reason why I got into hair was to have a job that would put me through school for journalism. Cause I wanted to be a reporter. I wanted to interview people. So it came full circle a hundred percent. I have always wanted to have my own show. I've always wanted to just be around people. I thought Johnny Carson was awesome. And of course, Oprah, just what they did to me was like, you can get paid to do that. <laughs> like, give me that life. I want that life. I can do it. I, I think it's, uh, I, I thank the internet nearly every day for allowing us to have this opportunity because it does break down. It makes it cheaper for everyday people who don't have the connections uh, to like, uh, like the Jay Leno's, the Carson, the Oprah's to get in front of a larger audience and have that money behind them pushing it. We can do it ourselves. Thanks to YouTube. Thanks to podcasting and all that. We can create the, uh, the shows that we always wish we had when we were younger. Yeah, for sure. And to find yourself saying like, oh, I'm starting season two. It's like, who am I? <laughs> who is this, this false? Like, the amount of like, like imposter syndrome when you yes. first start is enormous. Because you're like, yeah, I'm going to have a third season. And you're like, who are you having seasons? Yeah. You're no yeah. one. You know, Welcome like, to my show. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the uh, investing yourself on the podcast mode. Like the the ego on it to have your own show, but also, you know, like uh, but it's fun. I, it's I don't amazing. think I've, I've met so many amazing people, not just on my show, but going into the Facebook groups and connecting and creating that community. It's so amazing. It is. And there's so many of us out there, you know, that just are just wanting to talk to each other, you know? And I think with COVID and everything shutting down and stuff, we need that. That was one thing that I really loved about doing hair was we still had that um, conversation, the one-to-one, yeah. like you would in a diner, you know, or just anywhere you go where you can just have that conversation because with people being shut up in their homes, 
I just felt like that was tragic. People were already in their devices and stuff anyway. So now then to have add that to the mix, I just feel like the whole social aspect has just gone away. So this to me is bringing it back. Yeah, in a in, in a different way it is. And I love it because, uh, yeah, especially COVID, I think COVID proved that we do need our uh, human connections. We need to have those conversations with people and see them because having a conversation on the phone, whoo, it's not the same. It's, no, it's it, I not. feel more stressed when I yeah. talk on the phone. Yeah. Has your or are all of your podcasts only audio or do you do any of them on YouTube? So, uh I most of them go to YouTube uh, as a backup. So, I stream directly to YouTube. They're all privatized uh, so no one can see them uh specifically for this show. Uh but two of my other shows, uh, actually three of my other shows are lived on YouTube afterwards once the audio goes live. The, the following week, the video goes live for people to see the conversation if they choose to. Yeah, I've heard mixed, you know, f from people that like I know people that listen to my show that um, do it while they're walking or while they're cleaning mm. their house. And they're like, yeah, I'm glad it's not a video. But then I think, gosh, YouTube's so huge if I did put it all out there. But I just feel like people are so mean. I just wouldn't want to hear the comments, you know, read the comments of people like, wow, you look fat today or whatever. <laughs> just like, no, well, I'm not doing that to myself. Funny enough, the most comments I get other than, hey, this was a great episode was uh, spammers. Oh, <laughs> sure. spammers. So, um, but I like the, what I like about YouTube is it is over time. Once you hit that 40, 4,000 watch hour, hours of watched video and the thousand subscribers, YouTube will pay you for your show. There's it'll be small amount at first, but as you grow and get bigger and bigger, you'll actually start making some money. And so your shows can start being profitable and which I really like, and it's not too much work. Like I use StreamYard, which I think is a lifesaver because I can upload my intro, upload my outro. So already the editing process to put out the video is zero now because they're already there. And all I have to do is connect it to the YouTube page and it goes straight there, download the audio afterwards, clean it up, make it nicer, upload it for the Spotify and my, my podcasting fandom versus the video fandom. So it's, it's, it's beneficial. There's a lot less work. There's like a lot of pre-work when you first set up, but afterwards it's just a nice roll um, and your editing just drops dramatically if you're a one-person show yeah, um, or one-person band like I am. Uh, it just drops dramatically the amount of actual post work you have to do. So there's a bit of pre-work, but once that pre-work is done, it's set for life. Um, and then you just keep setting it up. Oh, new, new stream, new stream. Like if I showed you the back end of, of StreamYard right now, and we'll do, I'll show you afterwards, okay. uh, give it a little taste. And if anybody's interested, go to my website, feelbetterinc.com uh, and I, I can do the same for you. Uh, but it allows you to have so many, uh, all your episodes lined up. And I have like a, a, nearly a dozen right now because in the next two weeks, I have a, a whole bunch of episodes to record. But I set them up beforehand and then I just click on the link in the interview that I of the inter, uh, email that I send out. And I'm in the same room as my guest. And I just have to press two more buttons to start the show. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's been a lifesaver since I found this. Uh, I used to use Zoom. And so with Zoom, there was a lot more work I had to do in the, the pre-side uh, and the post-side. Now my workload is shrunk dramatically. Yeah, I'm not a huge about. fan of Zoom. I never have been. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about Zoom, but I've just never, never really liked it. 
Yeah, no, it's, uh, I did a few Zoom meetings during uh, COVID mm -hmm. and I was just like, no, I can't, uh, I can't do this. Um, yeah. I'm, so, so annoying. But anyways, let's go back to podcasting. Okay. Specifically, uh, Don Versations with Don Wecker, not Wrecker, even though 90% <laughs> of people add an R when there shouldn't be. Um, yes. Don, you've been podcasting for a short bit of time you're just under a year now uh, which is a shame because you seem so at ease behind the mic it looks like you're a, a professional but that comes from the fact that you were a salon artist <laughs> if you will and so you're you're at ease at conversation is great but I want to know do you have a tip for people who are just started like yourself um, something that can maybe inspire them to, to start their show or something to solve a problem for them what kind of tip do you have for us today um, I would say not to wait for it to be perfect. Um, that would be tip number one. Number two, do not edit yourself to death. Don't turn it into an editing parade because if you have to spend all this time editing, it will totally turn you off of it. Um, and have fun. I mean, if you're doing it. Think of why you're getting into it. It's to have fun. It's to meet people. It's to entertain or whatever. Don't turn it into a job because you might not get paid for it. And so put as much effort in as you want to see come back to you, I guess. But yeah, I've enjoyed it a ton. I started in February. I rebranded in June. And um, I just have to keep telling myself every day, I'm not in it for numbers. I'm not in it to make a million dollars. I'm in it because I love to do it and I'm meeting some amazing people. So I'm getting out of it what I want. There you go. Make sure your expectations are at the right level for what you want out of the the podcast. I think that's a genius idea, Don, and I, I love that. Um, because it is important. I, I think a lot of people go in with the idea, oh, I'm going to make so much money because they heard about Joe Rogan. They hear about mm -hmm. the Call Me Daddy podcast getting hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars for that. And then it, it just it kind of they, they, they don't learn that it, it takes time to get to that level. You have to build up your brand. You have to build up your presence and that. Um, have you been using social media to grow your podcast? Like, has that been a, a, something that you've seen? some good growth on or something like that? I, yes, I have. I ended up getting a TikTok account, which I swore on everything I would not do because just because it's a rabbit hole, I could be on it all day, but, and I oh. knew it would be, but, um, so I did get a TikTok account and I love doing that because then I can incorporate music. They let you make, you know, music nice. on there. And so, um, then I would just take that and put it on my Instagram and Facebook, I don't know if it's helping. Honestly, I kind of feel like at some point I'm white noise to people because every week I'm, oh, pop up guest or here's my next episode. Whether they like it or not, I don't know. I don't know if people are unfriending me. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm trying to do as much as I can. I have a small fan base. It's, you know, not huge. Some weeks my numbers are really high. Other weeks there's only, you know, 10, 20 downloads. And it's like, well, it's not going to be a hit for everybody. So I don't hey, that's, know. That's still 10 people that are listening to your podcast. That's all that matters. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I value everybody that listens. I'm so happy to have anybody listen because I feel like what I bring is very casual banter and it's kind of fun. It's just like listening to a conversation, you know, eavesdropping at a restaurant or something, just listening <sighs> to people chit chat. <laughs> Who doesn't love that? <laughs> so have you noticed, I, I just want to know, uh, cause this has happened to me. Have you noticed that when you're out and about, you're picking up more conversations and you're more interested in sometimes the conversation that's happening over here 
than the conversation that's happening right here. Yeah, I've always been that way, though. I didn't know if I had like undiagnosed ADHD or what, but I've always been able to just like, sorry, I should be listening to you. But over there, they're like in a domestic fight right now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, ooh, what's going on here? Just like you're slowly leaning back away from the person you're talking to, and the person's like, it's in my breath. Like, it's me. Yeah. You're like, there's something important happening over there. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love that. Good. I'm not the only one that, that that's happened to few. Because um, I find that, like, the more pod, like, I host four podcasts. So, like, I'm always in this podcasting mood. I'm always thinking about podcasting and that. So, when I st- I'm walking or I'm with my partner and I hear, another conversation it's very hard for me not to be like oh this could be a podcast episode oh my gosh yes how do you have more than one good lord that is a lot of work automation is my savior um i'm actually doing a a course on how i do automation for my show notes this friday um i will send you the link to the event so you can watch it. it it like i said i I look for the most uh, efficient way of doing things. I come from working in a corporation, a bank. So they're very much on efficiency because they're like, we, we count every cent. So every time, every second of your life needs to be accounted for. So you learn how to be efficient in your time. So when I started podcasting, I only had one, I've been in, in the game for six years. So I've developed my process to make podcasts and I, I've set up everything so that it's a straight line for me. I record my episodes on choose, uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays all day. I sometimes do four a day, four to, I think the max I used to do was I was up, I think I got 10 in one day once, 10 episodes in one day. Um, never again, never again, because <laughs> that, that was stupid of Phil. Um, that should be another question that you ask people. What's the biggest mistake you remember making? that you will never make again, because that everybody's got an answer for that one. Yes. No, that, that is, that was probably my biggest when I tried to stuff as many episodes in one. Now my limit is like four to five episodes a a day. I I can handle that. I'm not too exhausted afterwards. And I still have time to be, you know, a human being. Right. Uh, Yeah. But it's just automating and putting in a process. So like the minute I'm done my recording at the end of my day, I ship my stuff off to my editor. I, I, I'm at a place where I can have an editor. That's nice. So they, they edit and most of the work, it's, it's just cleaning up the audio, just making sure that it sounds nice throughout the whole thing. Content wise, I'm like, no, just leave it. I, I love the content that I have. I take notes on my back, my book here, just timestamps and I give it to my editor and that that's the clips that they clip out for social media when we start doing that social media stuff. So it's just like every, like, it's just every time I start a new podcast, I learn something new. And so it's just interve- integrating it into the previous versions of my podcast. And then, yeah, that's all it is. It's just time management, figuring out your time managing and setting up the days that you want to record and automating anything else that takes too much time. Yeah, my son originally was the one that wanted me to do a podcast. He's my techie son. And so he was my editor. And then his life got busy and he was bombarded with his real job. And I was like sending him, okay, edit out this minute to this minute. And he was probably just like, oh my God. So um, I told him I would take it over. He just had to train me. And the week after he trained me, I decided to do like how they have shark week. I decided to do supernatural week. And I had like astrologists and psychics and I had it for the whole week. And I was like, what was I thinking? Like five episodes that I had to edit and get out so that they would be every day. That was my big mistake. It was fun to air it, but 
never again. Yeah, no, that that I like that. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, uh, highly suggest <laughs> is 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 putting as many episodes in a can as possible, so that like if ever life does pop up, you're not like I have no episodes for my my audience. So right, yeah, it's a good feeling to have a little stock. Like I'm set yeah. now through the end of the year, and that feels so good because I I still want to be excited about it, but it's kind of like, ooh, okay, I can take a yeah. break. Here. Everything's done. Yeah, that, having having your your episodes pre recorded in batches saves more time than most people realize because mm-hmm. they can you can take your time putting them out there and you're like okay I'm not stressed I do one a week episodes I listen to boom and then you, like you said you get up a, a year in advance and you're like okay um I don't need to interview anybody anymore until like in six months all right so six months I'll ask for more guests you know yep yep exactly well and you don't want it to start draining you you know you want to have the full energy of being in the moment and interacting with these people you don't want it to be like okay I need to hurry up and get through this because I've got another one that I have to record in 10 minutes and I then it does feel like a job you hate (laughs) not even not getting paid enough you hate it Yeah, and that's why I book my my interviews longer because I know my interview is thirty minutes. I have an extra thirty just to decompress afterwards, and make life easier. Because no, like ten minutes between interviews is like no, you're 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 killing yourself, and you're not giving the guests the the time that they that they deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You want everybody to feel like a special person and not just a, an episode. Yeah, it's just a number. I'm just recording this because I need content. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Speaking of of that, speaking of episodes, speaking of uh, content and that, uh, have you had a favorite episode so far? Like, is there an episode that you've recorded? It could be one that's coming out in the future. It could one already recorded and already released that you're like, this is a fun episode. This is a a memory episode. Like, this is why I jumped into the world of uh, conversations on podcasts. I have felt that honestly about so many of my episodes and they're not all great. Um, You know, there's some that are okay, or I was still proud of, Um, but probably so far my favorite besides my first one, which was with my mom. um, She's the hairstylist too. So I had to have her as my first guest, but anyway, um, I had a death doula and I never knew what a death doula was. Um, And she is there like hospice nurses are, but it's, she's a doula. So um, it's separate from hospice because those are nurses and she's not a nurse. And my father passed and he was with hospice care and stuff. And it just ended up being such a beautiful episode because she's there with people when they pass. And that seems like it would be a really Debbie Downer type of episode, but it wasn't, it was beautiful. She talked about how they just said to embrace your friendships and your family and don't, you know, you don't want to live in regret. And it ended up being my numbers really flew with that one. I think it took people by surprise and death is just not something that anybody wants to talk about but it happens to everybody. So you can't really get around it. So that one was probably one of my standout ones that I didn't expect to get as much out of it as I did. I could only imagine what it was like talking with that person. You'll have to listen. Oh, that's <laughs> definitely going to be like the next one. I'm, I'm going for a walk after this. I'm going to just go and listen to that episode. Um, no, I can only imagine. And like you said, death seems such like a Debbie Downer, but you have this individual who's, who, who's helping these people deal with like 
a huge change in their in their existence yeah, yeah. you know and it's terrifying because we don't know what's on the other side because no one's come back and said hey well, the only person who did was like 2000 years ago. Um, <laughs> and they didn't really leave a, a list of what it's like in the afternoon. Still afterlife. trying to get him on my podcast. He's just not taking my calls. <laughs> uh, dude, he's busy. Um, I can understand. But yeah, like we do, that's probably the most terrifying aspect because like and let, like if you lived a full life, it's probably not as terrifying as someone who's like live with the regrets. Like, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. And the, the other person's like. I've done everything, you know, like this, like I feel with my conversations on podcasts, I feel like I'm living more than I've ever done because I get to live vicariously through other people. And like, oh, you swam with sharks. Yay. I don't have to <laughs> swim with sharks. Now I've talked to a person who swam yeah. with sharks, you know, <laughs> just tell me what it was like. And then I'll consider it checked off my list. <laughs> exactly. I had a, a lady who was a huge, huge fan of sharks. Like all along her walls were images of sharks, uh, cutouts of sharks in this. And she calls herself the shark lady. She's in business. She helps sells and all that. So it, it, like brand, like she was on brand because she loves sharks. She's like, we're going to go call me the shark lady. We're going to take care of it. Oh, my and, gosh. And just talking to her and how she's like done so many dives with sharks. No way. And I'm like, okay, you've explained it enough that I've experienced this. So <laughs> um, I can only imagine what... The, Th th that episode with the death doula would yeah. be like like how did, like i want to uh, like hopefully did you ask her how she got into it yep okay good so i, I can the, the questions just came to me i oh, it was yeah. i it, i can't even explain it because usually you know you have to write a few questions down just in case there's a lull or something yeah everything she said just pulled me in more and more and it just like i cry at the end it was just like it was so moving and such a beautiful conversation and I did not anticipate it being that at all. I honestly didn't. I thought it was going to be kind of woo-woo or, you know, hokey. Um, and she was just so sweet. And she feels so blessed to do what she does for the, the person that's dying and for their families. And for her, she just, it's just, it's magical. It really is. I, I like, if that's your favorite episode, it must, be, must have been like, especially with a heavy topic like death. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm going to make sure that it's linked down below audience so that you can have that conversation uh about a death doula wow yeah it was first awesome. time i've ever heard of a death doula same same wow. she was talking about a birth doula and i had heard the term but i never knew about what it entailed so it was it was very informative i I'm great looking episode forward. yeah and i'm going to definitely make sure it's linked down below as well as your episode of course but uh we are coming to the end which really sucks because don <laughs> um i'm having a great conversation <laughs> with you gonna, me too uh, my, new, my new thing i'm not having conversations I'm having conversations <laughs> with people because it's the dawn of a new friendship oh look go. at, that, look at you puns. go all the puns <laughs> oh i get punned with my name phil better all the time so it's it's nice that i can do a pun with someone else's um but i would like to know is there a podcast that is kind of like your comfort podcast maybe a go-to podcast for you um or one that you you just listen to religiously because it's like oh my god this is an amazing podcast i can't get enough of it I just started listening to one that's called um, Creativity and Consciousness. 
and um, she's got an Irish accent Ooh. and uh, her name's Karen Maloney and she was on my show. And so then I started listening to hers, you know, just kind of like you feel like you should and yeah. um, everything she asks, she's such a good interviewer. All the questions she asks are just like deep and meaningful and she's done a lot of soul searching. It's a feel good thing just about how to be a better human. So um, that's been the one as of late. I honestly didn't start getting into podcasts until about a year ago. Um, I didn't really even know. I just, we moved and I had a long drive ahead of me. So I started listening just to get me through the drive. And I was like, this is kind of cool, you know? <sighs> so no, I haven't had, I, and obviously I listened to two of yours and I thought they were great. Um, two of the guests. Thank you very much for that. Oh yeah. Oh, the two guests that you talked to, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should see if, <laughs> see if they want to be on my show. <laughs> Let me know. I will definitely put you in contact with any of my guests. Okay. Uh, yeah. they, they are always looking for more podcasts and Hey, getting on uh, episodes and having conversations or conversations, conversations. Uh, with people is always a, a benefit, but yes. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking at both of uh, that podcast uh, that you just suggested because there's over 3 million of them out there. I don't have enough time to award through all of them because there's some that are good. There's some that are okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you know, I'm sorry if this is making you run late. Do you know like the average of that drop off? Like, is there a percentage that just don't make so it? So I haven't read up on uh, uh, it recently but when I first uh, about maybe two years ago just before the dawn of uh, the uh, COVID podcast or pandemic podcasts most podcasts lasted 10 episodes whoa and they dropped off now post uh, pandemic it's the numbers have shifted but it was something like close to 80 percent of podcasts would drop off and so only the top 20 like only 20 percent would really continue on for yeah, long because there's i i have listened to a few and i don't think that mine is better than anybody else's but there's some and it's like <laughs> yeah it's either the person like the doesn't sound is really really bad or <laughs> are you in your car <laughs> so there is one podcaster that does do it from his car and it's that's part of the the brand. Well, yeah, and that makes sense then. But otherwise, um, no. Some of yeah. them, it's just like, no. You gotta no. you gotta clean that audio up there, buddy. <laughs> nah, just making sure it's better. But John, we're coming to the end. I okay. hate it because I'm having a great time with you. Yes, it's been fun. Um, and I'm definitely going to be continue the conversation later by listening to your podcast of the Death Doula. I'm still amazed by that. I'm, yes. My mind is blown. I'm telling you. I can't wait um, for you to hear it. Oh, I can't. But I'm going to jump off. I want you to let my audience know where they can find you, how they can listen to you and become raving fans of yours. So the floor is yours, Dawn. Awesome. Thank you. So it's Dawn Versations. It's my first name, D-A-W-N Versations. And I am on social media, TikTok and Instagram, Facebook. You can find my podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere. So you can you can hear it anywhere. It's all just lighthearted banter. It's pretty much PG. Um, there's people that maybe throw out an S word once in a while or something, but it's not explicit. It's meant to be something that you can just play in your car. And if your kids are in there, it's fine too. Because uh, I want more people to be able to hear it. And uh, I would love for anybody that wants to be on my show or reach out with suggestions or just give me some feedback, please do. I'm at Donversations at gmail.com. There we go, Don. I have to thank you so much for being an amazing guest and dropping that, that 
very uh that uh titillating uh <laughs> type of uh uh episode to get more people to listen because i think the death duel is probably your the one that you should push out the most when people ask because that is just it it's enticing yes it it's not the, the norm and that's why i think it took off like it did yeah it was awesome i more can't than- wait just email me and tell me what you thought. Oh, definitely. There. I will email you afterwards, Don. Um, to my audience, uh, please go support Don. She's an amazing beginner podcast. And c- come on, who doesn't want to learn about a death doula? Like, <laughs> just at least listen to that episode. Of course, it's going to be linked in the show notes down below. Please go check her out, support her, at least give that episode a, a listen to keep it as her top episode. Uh, but to Don, I want to thank you so, so much for uh, spending some time with me today. Thank you, Phil. It's been so fun. Excellent. To my audience, thank you for listening to us. And remember always to invest in yourself. Thank you.